Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back into the Insiders. We're here on the second hour. I am am James Ham. That noise was Jake Gaden, who is filling in today, CBS 13. Uh, Of course, Kyle is on vacation, and so we're running this thing. Uh, James's friends, that's what I like to call it this week. Can I clear something up real quick in the chat real quick? Yeah. Jake, have you ever worked at State Farm? (laughs) And I think the answer to that is no, but that is the consistent Halloween costume every year, and it's the easiest thing I've ever put together. I think it's also possible that there will come a time where Jake does work for State Farm. <laughs> is that my retirement plan uh, for me? Is I that guess. what you're at? It's a pretty good retirement plan. Those, <laughs> those guys get resistant. Like, I mean, I think it's. I think they actually do all right. It, I mean, if they're able to afford those commercials, uh, yeah, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, we've we've got all kinds of things going on in the chat today, which uh, like I love the chat. I I think that there is like really really good questions. So if you're out there and you're you're stationed out of desk somewhere listening to us. Uh, you might want to go to thirteen. Well, YouTube. Dot. ESPN thirteen. Get help me out here, Jesse. Look up ESPN thirteen twenty on YouTube and you'll find us. There it is. There We're it is. Live. ESPN thirteen twenty TV. <laughs> yeah, and so we the chat is absolutely spectacular. And hey, look, there have been some very difficult questions asked by the chat today, uh, because like that's it's it's a a pipeline to. Like reach out directly to me, to Jake, to Kyle, to D'Lo, to Casey, anybody else you want to reach out to, and and there's a cool little community there. So, um, we don't just cover the Sacramento Kings here. That's not what we do. Uh, Jake, are you going to the the NFC Championship game I this week? I am. Weekend? I'm really excited. It's really really cool. Should have and if they and Charlie if they take care of this and if they win, I'm going to Vegas. Oh, I'm going to the Super Bowl. That's pretty sweet. Um, I have never been to a Super Bowl. It's my first time too. I'm like okay, not I'm. I don't want to get too excited because I've, I'm the type of person, James. Like if I get like too hyped up about something and it doesn't happen, like it's soul crushing for me. Oh really? So like I have the expectation right now, like they're gonna lose on Sunday, and if they win, it's like oh wow, they won. This is fantastic. Oh my god, I get to go to the Super Bowl instead of saying, well, I could have gone. I could have gone. It could have <laughs> happened. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, what are your initial thoughts? Like, coming into this week, like, yesterday we talked a lot about, me and Jesse, about sort of the things that scare you about the Lions. But today, like, I just want to, you know, what do you think of this game coming up? I think less, you got to be less concerned about your opponent and more concerned about yourself. I didn't think the 49ers played a clean game especially against the Green Bay team, which is probably one of the hottest teams in the NFC. I think the only other team that that hot at the time playing that great of football was the Buccaneers um, with Baker Mayfield and how well he's been playing lately. Um, but I don't think the Packers exposed like the 49ers to anything. I don't think the 49ers played a good game. And I think a lot of it had to do offensively was they had this whole plan based around Debo Samuel 
I think 50% of the running plays were going to be based off of him. That's why Christian McCaffrey had such a low carry mark, I think under 20 carries for 98, 99 yards. Um, I think that completely blew up their game plan, and Kyle didn't really know how to adjust off of that. I also, you look at it, and Brock Purdy spoke yesterday, and I listened to the Brock Purdy stuff, his press conference, and he was like, you know, some of the throws in that first half I missed, but we weren't all on the same page in that first half. There was a couple of plays where, you know, I think it was Ray Ray McLeod was was supposed to cut out towards the boundary and cut back in because his defender fell and he Brock threw it far and he went in and it just it, it was a bad play, broken play, but Ray Ray was open. So if he ran the right play, he would have picked up 45 yards. So you look at that and you say offensively, I think there was a lot to to forget in that performance a lot you can build on. Uh, and and if Debo doesn't play or if he does play, you know, I don't think it may like Stephen A had this huge prediction yesterday, like, oh my God, if Debo doesn't play, they're losing that game. I disagree. I think you have to have a definitive answer if he's playing or not, because that's going to base around your game plan. If he doesn't play, I think you run Christian McCaffrey more. I think you do a lot of play action with George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk over the middle. I think you have Ray Ray McLeod play a lot of that Debo Samuel role in the slot. Um, if he does play though, I think a lot of jet sweeps. I think you play your, 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 the same game that you were playing or scheduled to play against the Packers. Um, but I, you know, shoulder injuries are tough, man. And, and the fact that he, it, it's the same lingering shoulder problem that Debo has does worry me. I don't want him to force something and not be, I know you want him out there. You'd rather have him out there than not have him out there, but I'd rather have him be a decoy than be part of the, the game plan. Okay. No, I mean, I get it. I would just say this for Kyle Shanahan. If you walked into that game and you didn't have a backup plan for Debo Samuel getting injured, I don't know what you're doing because Debo's got hurt plenty of times Mm -hmm. in plenty of games. You haven't had him a full game. There should have been a a plan behind the plan. Uh, You brought up Brock Purdy, and I think so many people are, like, he's so polarizing for some reason. For someone who's not polarizing as a person, he seems so polarizing as, like, an idea. And it always confuses me why people just can't accept that he's a good quarterback. And sure, because he's, he picked a pick last last pick of the draft. That's why I guess. But like, at what point does that matter? I mean, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. He's a six round pick. Like, move on. Like, it is what it is. The guy was dominant for years. But is this game, and then maybe even the next game, is this how is how he changes or or cements whatever people think of him? Like, if he loses this game and, and it's his fault, like, throws two or three picks, is he just going to have that, like, that's going to be who he is forever? And we could still hear Kyle Shanahan, well, Brock, you're the starter next year uh, unless we somehow get Tom Brady out of retirement at 50 or 53 <laughs> or 56. Like, are we going to keep hearing that? Or do you think this is the one where, like, look, he could quiet everything and go from, like, a really solid, good young quarterback to – a guy who saw it completely differently. I think that's interesting that you bring up that, you know, is, is it ride or die this week with Brock or this playoffs? I don't think so because this is a second-year player who got thrown into the mix midway through last season, didn't even have a full training camp. This year didn't have a full offseason program. Everyone forgets that. They're like, oh, yeah, he did have that injury, but he was still ready for week one. Yeah, dude didn't even have an offseason program, okay? Yeah. Like, think about that for a second. Do you know how much, how important that is, especially with connections with your guys, your your skill position guys? Um, I think I, I listened to what other what the other greats say. Uh, Steve Young came out and and did something with the 49ers last week. Uh, Lindsey Perales, who's their 
49ers beat reporter on TV. She's fantastic. Um, she asked him, like, what intrigues you about Brock? And he said, it's the it factor that you can't, that is not grown within something that is, you're born with it, you have it, it's an innate ability. And he said, this kid is just when you walk into the room, you know, okay, it's time for business. And I, he, he compared it to, to only a few people that he's ever been around that, that can, can control a room and, and have everyone's attention. Um, and you look at guys like Trent Williams, who's been in the league, but big Trent's seen everything in his day. And he, mm-hmm. he loves this dude like no other and, and will follow him to the ends of the earth. So I don't think this is make or break. I think you got to remember kid is in his third year. He is in Patrick Mahomes that was taken in that first round. That, that everyone said, oh, my God, look how great this guy is going to be. Who got to sit for a year. Yes. Who got to play behind Alex Smith for a year. Yes. He's not uh, Jordan Love, who got to sit for three years behind a Hall of Fame quarterback and, and learn how to play the game and learn, you know, reads and, and everything else. He he was behind. He was a third quarterback behind a marginal quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo and a bust in, in Trey Lance. Trey Lance. And he was an afterthought. He he wasn't getting all the extra reps. Sure enough, he shows up and does doesn't lose. So I, I I don't know. For me, it's I agree with you, but I think there are a lot of people out there who frame it that well. Like I I need to see it. Like you could see it three years from now. That's okay. I mean, we still haven't seen it from Trevor Lawrence. Like Joe Burrow doesn't have a, a Super Bowl. Uh, Josh Allen doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. Like none of those guys have Super Bowl rings. Like Dak Prescott. Uh, man, I hate to tell you this, but Brock Purdy has three playoff wins. Dak has two in a 10-year career. Like Tony Romo sitting there talking all the trash on TV. Two playoff wins. Brock Purdy has more playoff wins than you. And so I I get the sentiment that people want to see it or whatever, but I also like let the kid grow. Let him be who he's going to be. I'm so used to the NBA where players this in their rookie season, this in their second year, this in their third year. By the third year, you should probably know who they are. But then that fourth year is when they really take off, they excel. It's it's so like almost like set in stone that that's how it goes. But to have a quarterback that comes out of nowhere and people are just questioning the whole time, just seems really weird. I, I want to learn. If I want to learn anything from Brock, it's how to plant, plant a field and crop it. Apparently, he's really good at this type of stuff. Really? Yes. All right. Well, he's he's got to figure out a way to plant a field here. Uh, he does. So uh, there's all kinds of hey, He does. He's got to figure it out. All right. You're listening to the Insiders on ESPN 1320. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube. I am James Ham. He is Jake Gaden from ESPN thir- from CBS 13. Jeez. I'm, I'm getting a contract at the end of the day, guys. That's I don't know right. if you knew this yet. When we come back, uh, let's talk more Kings. Let's, let's dive into whether they need to make a deal or not. Uh, Again, we'll be back in just a minute. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, Backtiders, brought to you by Jiffy Lou, ESPN 1520. We are back cruising through this second. I am James Ham. Joining me today, Jake Gaden from CBS 13. I got it right. Congratulations on a 10 day contract, though, guys. You want a 10 day contract? 10 day contract. I, I, I sign it right after the show. It comes with all the coffee drink and uh, very little else. Uh, no, there's only one one thing that I need to give a shout out to the people this morning from oh. Auburn. Oh my goodness, yes. Is that was the best cinnamon bun I think I've had in years. Yeah, so uh, good folks. There's a, a bakery hiding in Auburn. They actually make bread for all kinds of different restaurants and stuff. My goodness, they make cinnamon rolls of all time. It's uh, Is this the same place you get from? No. So the spot is totally different. That's just cool donut shop, right? Uh, right there on top of the box that's sitting in there, Jesse, I think Baker and the Cake Maker? Yeah, you got that right. The Baker and the Cake Maker. The Baker and the Cake Maker. So <sighs> shout out to the Cake Maker. There's some, first of all, it's the cinnamon roll covered in, in glaze, which makes a good cinnamon roll, but like the white, like frosting glaze, like it's like a, a true incredible glaze. But on that, they found to like set the whole middle of cinnamon roll with cinnamon. So it's just like a bunch of stuff on top and then just dead. Just absolutely phenomenal. They, they, it's like they dipped it into then or like infused it with so something. Good. It's just, it's I don't just know. Brilliant. So James, part of the 10 day contract will be you bring that in. Every oh, yeah. Okay, I, that, that's yeah. the exception. All right. Yeah. Line A of my contract. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we've got, uh, the Kings are off on a seven game road trip. They start tonight in Golden State. Uh, we're going to preview that in the final segment like we typically do. But when you have a team that leaves right now on, on January 25th, and they won't be back until February 6th, trade deadline is February 8th, there's a good possibility that there are players on this team that we've already watched play at home for the last time. And I, I, that's it's always like sort of the jarring thing that is the NBA, and it's hard. It's hard for some of these players to... Like, you know, wrap their head around. It's hard for them to get through this time. Uh, we saw, again, Harrison Barnes has been mentioned in so many different trade rumors. And, of course, Harrison uh, talked to the media yesterday, Jake. And um, I don't he, – he's just such a pro that he's he's trying to handle it his way. But at the same time, this is a guy that we hadn't seen in, in a while. He, he's been sort of in the back the background even he put up 32 points the other night and we didn't get him after the game he's kind of like he's okay not being out in front at this point because this is hard this is a difficult time for a guy who literally has put his heart and his soul into sacramento for the last like five or six years uh who signed another three-year deal this summer and could have gone to other places but now he could be the chip that they have to use to go get the piece they need to make the the next jump in their evolution and that's not easy 
and I, I we talk about this all the time. I talked this with, with with Brandon Nunez, who who you you know very well, and I you yep. know I, I talk scenarios with him all the time. Uh, this team reminds me a lot of the Denver Nuggets of a couple of years ago with mm-hmm. Paul Millsap as that that old veteran that everyone knew. And I, I, I compare Paul Millsap to Harrison Barnes, of a guy that's been here for a number of years, was a staple guy, um, definitely a core player, a veteran on a team that was up and coming with Jokic and Jamal Murray. Had made an all-star team. Had made an all-star team, um, was considered a, a good player in the league, uh, but unfortunately just declined his final two years in Denver to the point where Denver tried to ship him off his final year, couldn't do that. They just decided not to resign him. Uh, that reminds me of Harrison Barnes, where his his play is consistently dipped, and I like. And what what I'm frustrated in with him is we can see a game where he had 32 the other night, or 36 in the opening night of the of the year, and then we see a polar opposite of absolutely zero, zero, and one, and you're playing 20 minutes. Neither are Harrison. Harrison's more in the middle, okay, of yeah. a of a nine, a nine, four, five, five and four type of guy. Okay, or, or or twelve, three and three, whatever you want to say, right? Um, but I don't know if he's going to be able to be that guy with the Kings. So I I, I truly do expect him to be a type of per, uh, to be one of those trade like one of the the, the, the pieces they're going to have to move if they want to get a guy and take that next step as an organization. On the flip side, I, I get it from Harrison. The dude doesn't want to be traded. Like he no. likes he likes his role. He likes this team. He likes the veteran place that he's in. He likes and his life. He likes his life. It's a good he, he it's a good Sacramento, you know, Sacramento's been very good to him and his him and his wife. Um I, I think at the same time he also do you think he has a little PTSD from his time with the Warriors and the way they things ended with him there before they started winning? Like you were here for that. That's what I want to get your opinion on in terms of like is there any PTSD of like when he was getting shown the door by the Golden State Warriors? Is that the same feeling you have here with Sacramento saying, "Hey, you did a great job for us while you were here, but now let's we got to move on to to bigger and better." Yeah. Okay. So I, I like to make analogies, which we are, you've already seen. Yes. So I, I think we see Harrison Barnes, and he averages fifteen points a game, right? Last season, fifteen points a game, um, which like on paper is great, but there's this thing like when when older when someone gets older and they ha- they they get dementia, right? And they've kind of lost they 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 can't function day to day as far as like they have memory lapses. They don't know who uh, you know who people are and all that stuff. But people who deal with with people that are in this situation, they will tell you that whoever you were before is magnified tenfold in that situation. So if you were the sweetest lady ever, you become even more sweet as as a, a dementia patient. If you were an a-hole, you become more and more and more of a jerk and hard to deal with when you have dementia. So basically it strips apart like all of the extra and leaves who you really are that people have to deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you have like the flirty grandpa that like hits on every waitress. You get him as a dementia patient. You can imagine what that's like. <laughs> like, so I'm not bringing him out in public. This is why I, I when I when I'm, I I bring this up, because I think as Harrison Barnes has aged. He's shown us who he's been his whole career. 
which is exactly what we're seeing now. It's the guy that can put you up, put up 32 one night and a guy can put up two another night. It's just we're seeing the extremes because he's no longer the same type of role player he was before. And so Billy Owens was the guy that was always known for one night he'd get you 22 rebounds, the next night he'd get you one. And you would just shake your head like, what is wrong, dude? And I think that that's always been Harrison Barnes to average 15 points a game had a bunch of 10-point games and a bunch of 20-point games. He did not have a bunch of 15-point games. And now as he's as his role is reduced and reduced and reduced, which again isn't by his choice, it's by the team's choice, and they've made a conscious decision to go and allow Keegan Murray to grow into who he's going to be. And, oh, we broke Kevin Herter, so we got to get Kevin Herter back. So, again, they just keep devaluing who Harrison Barnes is, that he's become this person that he always was, it's just you see the extremes so much more because of where he is in the pecking order. And that means sometimes he's going to get you 30, and other times he's going to get you nothing, and you got to kind of either live with it or you got to find someone else. If you change his position, you get him in a better situation, he probably would be different. If he went somewhere else and they needed him to average 15 a night, he could probably go back to that 20 and 10 guy, where one night it's 20 and another night it's 10. But with this team, I just think that there's so much time passed and so established like who he is that we're just seeing the extremes of who he's always been. That makes sense. No, it, it does. And I, I do want to ask you this because I know we're up against the clock here on this, but it may be a quick answer. Do you think him throwing up 31, the uh, 32 the other night and Davion playing well and earning defensive player the the game, do you think that helped their trade stock at all? Sure. And, and I'll be real quick with it because – I think what it does is it shows somebody that, like, look, it's circumstantial here. They okay. can't be who they can be with our system. They can still be that person. They just can't do it here. That's not who we are Who we are with them anymore. Now, Davion, I feel bad for him because he goes two for seven from the field or whatever it was. He didn't put out his best foot. But the fact that they played him 22 minutes, don't think that that was, like, by accident. He played 22 minutes, not by accident. I'm, Trey Young wasn't out there. Like, you played Davion Mitchell 22 minutes for a specific reason. And it's to show people, like, yeah, he's 100% healthy. He's just a square peg and round hole on our team. And there's nothing wrong with him. He just isn't what we need. And that's okay. It's okay for a young player to go find somewhere else to play. I mean, look at, again, I always compare Davion. The potential of Davion is very similar to me to what it was with Kyle Lowry. Mm -hmm. Look at Kyle Lowry's first four or five years of his career. Couldn't find the right situation, found the right situation, succeeded. That may not be what happens to Davion, but there's that potential out there. So, all right, we gotta we gotta step aside uh, for one last break here on the Insiders. I am James. He is Jake. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube. We'll see you in a minute. Now back to the Insiders. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN thirteen twenty. Welcome back in to the final segment of Thursday's edition of The Insiders here on ESPN 1320. Cheer. I'm James. Joining me today, Jake Gaden from CBS 13. By the end of the day, I, I have figured out how to say it right. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not getting a 10-day contract. I, I've now figured it out. Um, we are learning right now. 27 seconds ago, Adam Schefter tweeted, 49ers receiver Debo Samuel will be limited at Today's practice due to his shoulder injury. Oh, baby. That is a step forward because limited is better than not in uniform. 
Um, so uh, there's so you're saying there's a chance, Jake. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, we're gonna dive into the uh, the Kings Warriors game um, that's happening tonight, Thursday, uh, down at Chase Center. But before we do, let's finish up this discussion. Okay. Uh, like I, I think you know we we kind of got a little sideways when it came to just focusing on Harrison Barnes in the last segment, but the Kings are going into this road trip. Do you think that this thing like same when they come no. back? No, I already know this for a fact. I think. They will make a deal or make a trade. You already know this for a fact. No, fact. Fact, fact. It's going to happen. No, um, <laughs> I don't know for a fact, okay? I, I have a very good sneaking suspicion, inkling, that everything points to something happening before the trade deadline. As you said, there are, Davion is a great example. Harrison's another great example. There are guys that are good basketball players that just don't fit in well with this with, with what's going on with this team right now. Mike and Fermani McNair, if you're listening, all right, or Wes, if Wilcox, if you're listening. Wes is more likely to listen, or he'll have his his children go through and listen. Yes. And then feed him. Yes. So Wes, Wes's kids or Wes, if you're listening, okay. This is why we, we don't like to curse on yes. the King's Beat podcast. Yes. Because, you know, we do it for the children. All for so the like, children, okay. Right. Go ahead. But if they're listening, I would not I wouldn't want to know from him. Do you are is this a year or a trade deadline where you feel like you go all in on a guy? Or is this a, a trade deadline where you tweak? Personally, from the outside in, this is more of a tweak one. I don't, I don't like. There's not a slam dunk. I like this trade. This is a great trade. I look at Kyle Kuzma and I say that was a guy available this off season. Why? What happened there? Um, I they look, tried. They try. I know they tried, but I don't know. I, I, you know, if you wanted him, I think you could have gotten him. Oh no! I, I, like you were in it. But he chose to go somewhere else and, and, and play and play with Jordan Poole. Yeah, and you know I think he now learned that that was a, a poor decision and probably would be willing to figure out reconsider that since they have what six or seven wins. Yes, yes. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. But but the the decision itself should be questioned. Yes. Go ahead. And then the other part, the other one, which I'm a big fan of because I've watched him before and I've seen what he's evolutionized as a player is Jeremy Grant. I saw Jeremy Grant when he was with the Nuggets before he signed the deal with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Before he got, or before not deal with the Pistons. I think he got traded to the Pistons. If I'm correct, no. I, I think. Mm, no, I think. no, I think he signed. He signed. He signed. He definitely okay. signed. He signed with the Pistons and then signed again with Portland um, after opting out with the Pistons and to be with Dame. Um, I just don't know if Portland knows what they're doing up there right now, and if they have decided, okay, break this thing up. Chauncey's done. Let's just it's shade and sharp, and let's just roll from there, or and say, hey, we're desperate enough to give up Jeremy Grant for you know two first round picks, and you trade away Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell with them, and you call it a day from there, um, or do you do something where the reports coming out is Dorian Finney-Smith or Royce O'Neal or two guys that are possibly that are guys that you can come off your bench? Though, though, just they're two different spectrums. I like the Jeremy Grant deal because I see what he 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 can provide. Big bounce guy, long, athletic, great on the defensive end, 
doesn't need to be the guy when it comes to being on the offensive end of the ball, but can play, can defend and play multiple positions. If you think about trying to go small ball, Jeremy would be a great five guy. If you put him out there with Sabonis or Trey Lyles or Alex Leonard Javel, I think he works well with that. Or if you have to go big, I still think he can play the three if he really needed to, if Keegan Murray is somehow or another in, in foul trouble or something like that, or if it's out for the game. The variety that Jeremy can provide, I think I really do enjoy. And that's that's why you got to ask yourself, do we go in, all in on this trade deadline and, and forge something and say this is our window? Or do we say, hey, let's just continue to take the patient route and kind of go from there? Yeah, okay, so I, I think it's it's always interesting, like, what is all in? What does all in mean, right? And I think it means diff- something different for everybody. The The Kings do have, like, we hear this weird thing, right? Like, the Lakers right now, they have a first-round pick and a pick swap that they can trade. That's all they have. If they wait until draft night and draft a player, all of a sudden they've got three first-round picks that they can work with because they can trade the next year's pick, and, they, and then they can trade two years after that and two years after that. So you're always wondering, like, what exactly does all in? And for the Kings, like, again, they can't trade 2024 because it's – it's a protected. It could actually end up not going. If the Kings don't make the playoffs, they they have their 24, 24 pick. Uh, if they do make the playoffs, then um, it goes right to the Atlanta Hawks. So you can trade your 26, your 28, your 30, but all of those come with stipulations that if it doesn't relay you, uh, then it would have to go to the next year, right? So I think for me right now, an all-in move is like just pushing your draft picks in. Like there is no all-in move where the Kings push Keegan Murray into the no, pot. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Uh, unless unless uh, some crazy, crazy deal comes along where, again, Giannis Antetokounmpo, like, I hate Doc Rivers and I want to go to the Sacramento Kings. Trade me there. Then it's like, okay. Or Kevin Durant says, hey, Phoenix well, ain't working out. Buddy. Kevin Durant's like 35. You got you to gotta be a little you know, bit younger. suspect there. Okay. Yeah. So I love, like, the Jeremy Grant thing has grown on me because I – and the same with Kuzma, but for two totally different reasons. Kuzma's contract is like like manna from heaven. Like, realistically, that's one of the best contracts I've ever seen for a player of his skill set, right? The fact that it's 25 and a half, 23 and a half, 21 and a half, and 19.5 over the next four years, and you're getting to pay a guy who's 31 years old a declining scale deal as Keegan Murray's contract kicks in, that's a big deal, right? So in a perfect world, I would love his contract. Now, as far as a player, I would prefer Jeremy Grant, where I will tell you two years ago, I didn't like the idea of trading for Jeremy Grant because he didn't fit with the current roster that the Kings had. He wasn't good enough to change what was going on then, but now he is. With Sabonis there, he's a different player that could actually, in my opinion, help complement Sabonis. And so I've come around on that, but Jeremy Grant's contract is is not pretty. And that's where I think if you're the Portland Trailblazers, you're not being pushed. He's not saying, I want out. He's actually saying the opposite. Like, I signed here because, you know, his dad played there. He grew up around there. He wants to be there. That's why he he's fine being there, right? But he just signed a five-year, $160 million deal. And that means that if you trade him now, just not even considering this year's contract, you still owe him four years and $120 million. Mm-hmm. And he's approaching 30. He's almost 30. If you're the Blazers, you should be looking around like, I don't want to get stuck with that $36 million in the last year. And that's something the Kings have to look at too. Like, do we really want to make a, a move for Jeremy Grant, who will be paid $36 bucks when he's 33, 34 years old? 
And that's a, it's a good question. Like, I, maybe, but it's not a contract that's so far extreme where, again, you're looking at Pascal Siakam that wants a full max money and he's 60 million bucks at that same age or $52 million or uh, Zach Levine, who is owed like 200 million bucks. Stay and, away from that contract. Yeah. I mean, it's the contract that you're looking at it, more than it is as a player. I can't even look at the player and say, how would he fit? Because I, I can't get past the contract. It just like smacks you. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So no, no. I, I'm kind of with you. I, I think this team will look different when they come back. I think they will have tried to make their big deal. And the Jeremy Grant deal, if there's somehow that you do get that deal done, and I don't know how, and I, I don't know what you got to give up and all that stuff because Portland is holding on to him pretty tightly. But if you can make that trade, I think that really does feel like your Aaron Gordon move. Thank you. I was about to say. It is. It's, it's, that, that's it. And then, and then you maybe make one more offseason move where you add a KCP. Okay, yeah, or or you do go get a Royce O'Neal, yes, or, or you do go get a Dorian Finney-Smith, but mm-hmm. those are lighter deals, uh, you know, other ways that you try to get those players. I mean, I don't understand. We keep hearing that uh, the Nets want first-round picks for Dorian Finney-Smith. The guy's like thirty and averaging nine points a game. Like I know he's a good defender, and I know his contract is okay. It's like it's a low budget, you know. I think two or three years left on his deal, but that's still a lot of money. Like a lot, like a lot of asset. And if I'm the Kings, I'm not giving up that type of that kind of asset for him. So, second round pick, top top thing I'd give up. Oh, I I, well, I mean, no, I I think maybe two second round. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Multiple second round picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be, it might end up being multiple second round picks, which I'm fine with. Yeah, yeah. I I just I I would hate to see the Kings make a deal with uh, a team like the Nets for two. Even if you got both of them, like, but they're they're role players. They're not top six of your rotation. They're they might be top eight of your rotation, but they're not top six. If you're going out and getting those guys, and sure, maybe they are the thing that sure up everything and make your defense great, right? But in order to get those two, you're probably going to have to give up at least one first round pick and maybe some other stuff. And that's a lot to give up if you're if you're going to make another move down the road to go bench, get. Yeah, the bench is getting crowded too. Well, yeah, the bench is getting crowded, but also you don't have the assets. You might not have the assets after that yeah. to go get a Jeremy Grant, to go get a Kyle Kuzma, to go get the the actual player that is a step above that you need to change this thing. You're uh, not wrong. Yeah, not so wrong. complicated. Um, do you expect them to make a deal? You, yes. You said yes? I, I think the, the deal's, a deal will happen, and I'd be surprised if Davion and Harrison Barnes are the two players that are coming back. Kevin Herter, I'm 50-50 on. I think they're starting to like Kevin again because they see what they got in Chris Duarte, and they're like, uh, I don't know, not yeah. what I expected. Um, but I think Harrison and Davion are two pieces that I, if you're going to ask me the two players who I don't think are making that road trip back with the Kings, those are the two. Okay. I would agree with you. Like if, if they do make a deal and the deal is for a, a substantial player, I, I that would be the two assets that I think at this point go out. I was kind of sold earlier that I like the idea of them finding a way to make a trade without Harrison Barnes going out. So then that way you still had him in your your, your forward rotation. But at this point, um, I think Kevin Herter has proven to be more valuable. And again, when Kevin Herter is good, you forget how good he is because like when he's bad, it it can be pretty dramatic. But when he's good, man, his his ability to draw a crowd and to 
to, to change the defense for you is is really really high level but i you know like can you trust him that's that's going to be the 25 question 25 years old everyone forgets that yeah yeah he he could grow out of some of this but I, i'm still i would be slightly concerned uh dorian finney smith just so people out there know he's he's uh 13.4 million this year 14.4 million next year 15.4 the year after that uh, but again, that's it. Uh, those are his 31 and 32 years that he's he has a player option for 2025-26. Again, that's another guy who could walk away from a deal, and you only have him for a year and a half, and that's a pretty steep price if you do actually give up multiple first-round picks or first-round picks for him. Um, we're going to dive in. Uh, Casey's here. He's, he's going to get logged in and get everything up and rolling. He's looking uh, good today, guys. He's always little, looked good, though. He's always got a little White Sox hat on. Uh, straight uh, up, straight up. No, but I like the the the, the jacket he's got on right the now. The fit, the fit. Okay. Yeah. The, I, the real question is though, does Damien show the ankles today? He always showing the ankles. He's always showing the ankles. All how, right. How is it? Is it three inches? Is it six inches? Is it? I don't. Well, I'm hey, not. Hey, I don't, Jesse. Hey, did you hear out the? Flag. Hey, Flag. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 Jake out flag. here. Jake hey. is out here asking for strange. It's illegal contact. Illegal <laughs> contact. Put a flag on that one. Uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, hey, let's uh, let's bust your keys really quick. Uh, I'm sure Casey can come up with keys on the fly. Uh, Sacramento Kings matchup tonight for the fourth time this season with the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. This is a big game. Yeah. Kings need to get this road trip off on the right, the right, uh, like kickstart it the right way. Uh, my first key is is exactly that: start the road trip the right way. Uh, this for me, it's a huge moment in the season. Seven games. There's a lot of winnable games on this trip, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna play like you have, like the hit and miss, this could get ugly really quick and and kind of get out of control. And this for me is: you go seven games over 500, you start building. You go into Dallas with a little confidence. Mm-hmm. You never know what happens. Jake, what's your first key? First key for me is dealing with the Warriors' emotions. Last night was a very emotional night at the Chase Center. Of course, we saw them honor Decky, their assistant coach, uh, and played very well in that game. How emotionally spent are you? And mm-hmm. can can the Kings take advantage of that? Because again, you're coming off of again two days off. They had. Three days they had a game, and then three days off after that, they're rested. This is a rested team. Can you take advantage of that 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 emotional game last night, Casey? What you got, man? I I say treat this like game six, mm. and, what, and what I mean by that is it felt like um, they found something in game six against this particular Warriors team, and obviously there's a few personnel changes, but the core for both teams remained the same, and they they got up and down the floor. Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, they didn't let those. Uh, older guards, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, those guys, they didn't let them off the hook. And any opportunity they had to attack the basket on them or attack them in transition, they did that. Get back to that game six motto because, like I said, a lot of them are, a lot of the people are still around. And it feels like the Warriors are, like, they look a year older. Like, they play a year older. So if you want to get them, especially coming off of back-to-back, you talked about the emotions, push that basketball every opportunity in the off of off a of made and off a of missed basket. Yeah, the the Warriors do have an appearance of a team that went out and got old. I mean, except from JK, that guy got bounce. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, he does, but he he hasn't played particularly well outside of preseason against the Kings. Like mm-hmm. a lot of dribbling, 
Uh, my second key uh, for all the noise, whether it's a Fox situation or trade rumors, uh, there's a hand and they need to stay focused. And they, I don't want to see a player on the court that you look like might not be in the right frame of mind. Because I think we've seen that recently, where it's like, mm-hmm. whether it's off the court stuff or whether it's situation or whether it's losing or whether it's frustration, whatever it is. I think we've seen a couple of players who look like they are all of that. And that's not a good way to walk into a game. Second key for me, it's De'Aaron Fox's get-right game. I feel Mm. like he has not looked good the past couple of games. We've talked about, you know, hey, sometimes players hit lulls within the season. This is the dog days of the season, as Mike Brown has put it. I think when you look at De'Aaron, this is a team that you've played against multiple times. You've faced off against them in the playoffs. You had success against them in the first game of the season. I believe he didn't play that second game and then played in that the in-season tournament game mm-hmm. in which they won. Um, but that first game, I think he dropped like 30, and then he had 27 in the second. This is a game where De'Aaron knows the opponent, knows how to attack the opponent, Bring it, buddy. This is a time to, to, like you said, build off of what James said. Start the road trip off on a good note. Mm-hmm. And if De'Aaron can dominate in this game, that means he's going to have a good next two weeks on the road. Yeah, I, and the second one for me is to get grimy. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I think I believe this Warriors team, the way they are right now and where they are mentally, and I'm, I'm not even talking about the, you know, the tragedy of this effort, just like the makeup of the team this year. I think they can be outworked. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and you, you talk about uh, guys like Kevin Herter going down there, getting nine rebounds in a game. Uh, you know, maybe you can get a different performance from Harrison Barnes this time around. De'Aaron, what he's able to do, Sabonis, Trey Lyles, even JaVale McGee, get grimy, get physical. In that first game they played this year where Clay Thompson hit the, the buzzer beater, the Kings were in control of that game, I think, in large part because they were getting physical. They were getting grimy, and that was without De'Aaron Fox. So – Repeat that type of effort and intensity in this game, and I think you can come away with a victory. Okay. Uh, my my last key is this isn't the same Warriors team you beat in, uh, that beat you in the playoffs. It's not the same Warriors team that beat you a couple of times in the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. This is a moment where you have an opportunity to put a team away, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like there's a way that they can come back a little bit, mm-hmm. but you have a – you can – send a knockout blow here mm. and you can tie the season series at two games apiece, which makes it more difficult if they end up tying with you and all the, like this is a moment where a team is teetering mm-hmm. go ahead and put them away yeah final one that. for me this every game that they've played this year comes come down to the final four minutes of the game finish mm. finish the final four minutes we've seen the kings sputter on that last road trip in the final four minutes you look at the milwaukee game you look at the 76er game and then you specifically look at the Phoenix game and say, yo, we talked about this a week and a half ago. We talked about it all last week on how we need to finish these games on the road. When we smell blood, you put in the knife and you twist it. Mm. That's what that's, I want. That's the, a lot. That's a lot. I want <laughs> I want that to happen, though. It's graphic. It's graphic, but it's, graphic. it's got to happen. I want, I want like the beam champs with two minutes to go Ooh, in the game, okay? I like that. In the chase center. Okay, Ooh. that's yeah, what that's yeah, the yeah, energy yeah. I want tonight. I like that. I like that. The last one for me is get back under center, hand the ball to McCaffrey. You can <laughs> use all your play actions after that Let's uh, go. and get to work. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting locked in at this point. <laughs> it's Thursday. I need to go to the Super Bowl. I want the win for the Kings for sure, but I'm getting locked in. Get back under center. You have all your playbook available to you when you do that, okay? None of the gun stuff too much. I don't want the gun run. Get back to getting under center because if you do that, 
That Detroit Lions secondary, oh, that could be cake. That could be cake. And that's my last key. Let's go, goddammit. There it is. There's Love that. Case. KC, there's baby, his, bringing the fire. There's his keys. Um, all right, uh, we, we got a couple of minutes here to finish up. Uh, we had a pretty long discussion about you know the the Miles Bridges rumor mm. uh, that the Kings might be one of the teams that could be that could possibly in, be interested, mm. like one of those woulda coulda shoulda maybe possibly. What do you, what do you think? Yay nay. Um, so I, I let, let me just first and foremost say if I was in control, if I was Monty McNair, I I, I just couldn't do it. I, there's there's no way I could justify making that move. And once again, I, I hope under people, I said it before, I hope people understand what I'm saying when I say this, you know, like it's all inexcusable, but I'm just, I'm dealing in the real world, real world and everything else like that. Miles Bridges is not the guy you take that risk for. Like he's not, he's not, I hate to say it, but he's not good enough for that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and there's a question of whether anybody's good enough and I'm all for that, but I'm just saying Miles Bridges is not the guy that you take that type of risk and take that type of stance for in that situation. But there is another philosophical conversation that we could have maybe at another day is, I mean, regardless of how we all feel the same way about what he's done and everything else like that, he is in the NBA. And if he's in the NBA, like he's he's available to be traded, he's available to be acquired as a free agent and all this other stuff. So there's that. I just know I couldn't do it right now. I, I I couldn't do it. I think there's other avenues that you can go outside of Miles Bridges to try to improve your team. James, there's, there's a thing that I just realized that I didn't I didn't didn't think we really really commented on uh, earlier is there's the front office is backed by a lot of females. Like mm. and and if you look at that and you say how how would the female perspective that with a front office that has Matina there that that um, has a lot of like I said very influential people that that probably aren't okay with this, mm-hmm. especially as a, as a female. I, I'd say, Jake, male, female, no one should be okay with what happened. Okay, yes. And agreed. just straight up, that's it. No yeah. one should be okay right, with what right. happened. And, like, you're talking about a guy who is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. You might have bird rights to him, but that means nothing. Like, mm-hmm. you could have him come in for 25 or 30 games, have you lose 5,000 or maybe maybe it's 200 season ticket holders. It doesn't matter. It's too much. Yeah. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I wouldn't. I just, that's what I said. 10-foot yeah. pole. 10-foot pole. Stay away. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jake, thanks for joining us today. Where am I from? Uh, CBS 13. Thank you. Appreciate I that. I was waiting for the 10-day contract. He was saying ESPN 1320 what? for like I mean, the hour. Have your people talk yeah. to our people. Hey, let's go, baby. All right. Uh, all right. Thanks for tuning in, tuning in everybody. That's going to do it for this uh, edition of the the Insiders on ESPN 1320. Uh, Jake Aiden, thanks for joining us. Uh, tomorrow we'll have Sean Cunningham. D'Lo and Casey are up next. Yeah. Send it over, baby. Let's go. See you soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 